All right, and welcome everybody to the UK Basketball Wildcats Courtside Podcast with Michael Lehman and Matt Lehman. You're listening to our second episode, so welcome. Well, that was a big intro. Uh, basically, you're listening everybody. to the Courtside Podcast. Yes. Uh, episode two, we are going to dive right into the University of Kentucky schedule. Um it's a good place to dive into. But right? before we dive into the schedule, let's talk about the elephant in the room. What is the elephant? The room? preseason poll has Kentucky at 16. Like, that is crap. Let's just be honest. Like, oh, yeah, preseason that's what polls. We, we just ended the previous show with that exact conversation. And yeah, I just, at the end of the day, it's fatigue. They don't believe, even though we have the number one, it's odd. That of all years, you would think that they'd be like, well, I think we do need to believe in Kentucky because they do have five in the top 20. Am I wrong? Uh, they have multiple uh, transfers. They have a returnee, two returnees who are just balling out. And they could see that in their preseason uh, play in the Bahamas. And Reeves played, it was a 20 point performer last year. So you have all that talent, all that returning talent plus transfer talent, and we're top 16. I think it's because uh, Scalabissier is just in the air, and people in the media can't get past. I, I it. Like, think you, know what? you have a love like, affair with Scal. I can't. That's when everything changed for me. You know, that <laughs> year I was like, I don't believe anything anymore. All lying to us. Oh, Number man. one, recruit my butt. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're butthurt over this, I can tell. <laughs> okay, so uh, take us to Rock Talk Jayhawk Land. We'll probably be more All like twelfth right. or 13th when the poll comes out next week. Yeah, I think so. All right. So we've had, we've had two games. Um, we, we started the season. We had two exhibition games, but we we started the season the last this past I week. Have dogs. That's, if you see me, you know, pointing and <laughs> Get my big He's cabin. yelling at his dogs. Just... Um, but yeah, so we had two games last week. We've had a couple of exhi- exhibition games with Georgetown College and Kentucky State. But I, the last week it was interesting. New Mexico State. We it was eighty six forty six. I would love us to score in the eighties this year. There's no reason we can't. Last year I know we struggled to get to the seventies, but this you're year we actually win. have. No, you're not going to win a national yeah. title. If you're not shooting eight to ten, I sound like Jimmy Dykes. You're not going to win a national title if you're not shooting eight to ten threes a game. And you're going to get a big, a big guy who's going to rim run, and he's going to run to that rim, rim run. and you're going to get out, and you're going to get you're going to get defensive stops. You're going to get out and transition. You're going to play fast. You got to score between eighty six and ninety two points a game because national championship winners they're scoring those kind of points. They're shooting the threes at a very high clip. <laughs> All right, come on, Jimmy Dykes. <laughs> but uh, he's not wrong. They better be no, scoring. He's not. They better Very, be scoring yeah. in the eighties or, or for sure. Uh, I think uh, t- Texas A and M uh, Commerce started out the game. We started slow. Uh, we didn't play good. Like it just you could tell like they had a little fatigue. But then all of a sudden it's like they just woke up, and that's the problem with the teams in the past. They would get hit in the face, and it's like, uh, what do I do? Because they're freshmen, and they don't learn that until later on in the year. But I saw a bounce back, you know, 10 minutes into the game. You could really tell that, like, and, man, Reed Shepard had a, had a big steal. Like, 
think in, uh, Antonio Reeves had a big three. Like, and then from there on, it was just like boom, 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 where we just started packing on points. So um, two games in. I, I tell you what, the the games that I'm worried about this year, I, th- I think we're going to lose six games. I was looking through the roster. Michael, have you got a chance to look through the schedule. roster? You mean schedule? Schedule. schedule. Ro- roster roster schedule. was the last episode, uh, so we're on the schedule you, here. So we're yeah, going to start um, <laughs> right here with the Rock Talk Jayhawks. Uh, it's funny, one of my uh, – close friends and someone I work with, his girlfriend went to Kansas and was a sideline reporter. And so there's uh, been some trash talk already. It's really funny. Um, I and then that. I have yeah, just a lot of just random different friends that are uh, have ties and connections to Kansas and uh, Kansas Jayhawks. And it's really, I'm so annoying. sorry. It's really annoying. Is, yeah, it uh, is what I'm getting. Well, at. I have this one Tennessee friend that always texts me about like the only time he texts me is like twice a year. It's like home game and Kentucky and away game. Kentucky, <laughs> gotta love those Tennessee fans. Oh no, that same Tennessee fan, I text him all the time <laughs> and tell him this is the year he should go ahead and become a Kentucky Wildcat fan because right. his life will be so much Sean, easier. We love you, buddy. We his love life you, will be so much easier if he was just a Kentucky Wildcat fan. He wouldn't have the abysmal disappointment of being a putrid, disgusting Tennessee volunteer. (laughs) He's going to hate this episode. (laughs) Nah. He knows it's true. Um, So I'm going to say we lose. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say I hope that we win. I, you know, like I said, I love our roster. Uh, very rarely do I actually get excited about our roster as aforementioned in the previous episode about all the busts we've had. And uh, even if we do have a good roster, the questions that we have about uh, coaching modern basketball and getting our offense moving and not being in the dark ages of the dribble drive. (laughs) So um, with that said, I hope, that with all the things that we've built to kind of overcome those questions with this team, that we win this game. I think we're talented enough to. I think if everybody plays at their potential, we could beat anybody in America just at looking at our team and our roster and what our skill sets of the players are and their defensive capabilities and their ability to shoot and get out and run. player that Trey Mitchell has proven to be uh, – think like i'm hoping we win the game but i don't know what to expect at all we could also get blown out but i'd be surprised i'd yeah i really will i think we're a pretty good team i think it's going to be a close game either way i'd be surprised if we get boat raced to be honest i don't think we're going to get boat raced i think it's going to be a close game up back and forth but i, I do think you think cal loses it for us no, I don't think Cal loses for it. Think we get out coached? Well, you know, no, I mean, I, we could, but it, I think it's coming down. They're gonna maybe gonna either Cal's gonna outcoach uh, Bill or Bill's gonna outcoach Cal, and either one of them are like, yeah, that's gonna happen, you know. So um, yeah. it's not a slight, but it's no. unfortunate that I think it's gonna go Kansas' way when it comes to coaching, unless unless uh, Coach Cal's exercised some demons. And, uh, and go like, he's got over, it's weird coaching. You watch coaches and other coaches do a better job of it. I don't know how to say this, but 
they let players fail enough to get confidence. And but you also, as the coach, you know that that kid is good, and you don't have to yank them every second that they're going to get there. That's he, what he I does. Would, that that's what I would really like to bad. see from him. I don't want to see this disciplinarian yank the kid out of the game. That's ridiculous. Let them play free. Let them have eight to ten minutes. And if you don't think that they can handle that moment, then don't put them out there. But yeah. put the ones out there that can handle the moment. Let them play. Let them grow, and then. Uh, defensively, I'm not worried about him because I know that, that he's great defensively. But offensively, just making sure that they don't fall into some of the same stagnant traps that his offenses do, and that the coaches, the guys that he's playing against, they know they've known him for years. They know what he likes yeah. to do, and sometimes he's had talented enough guys to just you know jump out of the gym or rise above it. But uh, anyway, so I. That's what I want to see these questions answered. And I think game one, I think we're competitive and I think we might actually get a dub. Uh, I don't think this is the one that I think out of the six that I'm saying we're going to lose, but I'm I'm optimistic. I hope we win, but uh, I think it's going to be close. It'll be one of those learning experiences early in the season and go, okay, Kentucky's going to be really good in March, but they're not quite there yet, but yet we could win it. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying we know I'm optimistic. I hope we win. But think this is the game. Going on, like, Stonehill. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it here, too. I uh, No, all these are easies. But, you know, it's, I wish. Miami. In all, Miami. In all, in all honesty, like, this is my, one of my biggest gripes about college basketball is I know that you need to have a couple games where you bring in Stonehill and St. Joseph's and Marshall. But then you don't need to have UNCW. Right after, you know, what I mean, you don't need to have New Mexico State. You don't like, you don't need eight games against uh, mid majors or Division three. You need to like, there needs to be a cap on it. The Power Five teams have to play yeah. X amount of non Power Five games, and it means that they have far less of these crap games. It'd be better for the sport. It'd be better for ESPN. We don't need eight games like. Alabama doesn't need to play four games a year against Alcorn State and Appalachia State. Like, it's ridiculous. You know, uh, what are we doing? The NBA is not playing against, you know, the G League five games a year, whatever. Like, stop it. It's bad for the sport. Okay, I digress. Absolutely. That's what it is. They're basically, Uh, it's a G League Yeah, it is. I mean, I will say Miami. uh, Miami. No, Miami's uh, a top 25 ACC. Yeah, top 25 team, yeah. They get a yeah, that's be a, a great game. I think North Carolina. It'll be who knows, a good man? Game. Like we just, it's like you know, week one. It's week one of the NBA, week one of of the NFL. We have no idea what these teams are going to yeah. be. And the unfortunate thing about college basketball, because everybody gets to play Hold on, um, Mother Mary of the Peace twelve times, we don't yeah. get to know who teams are till December which is terrible for the sport. I have to, since we're in a Kentucky pod, you know, course side podcast, we're talking about Kentucky basketball. I'm going to tell you like right now, and I just love seeing it. I know you hate this. You hate to say this, but you know, like Louisville is trash this year. Again, uh, they got one of our old coaches, Kenny Payne, and they're just trash. They got beat by like St. Mary Clarence of, um, of Bonaventure state or something like that. I mean, L's down. Sorry, I have a family L's down. and two animals, like I said, in the home. And in the, <laughs> I love it. Dining room I mean, area. 
Oh man, it is. There's a lot of commotion going on. Sorry. Hopefully, <laughs> our right. mastering software will turn on the news as long as possible. I'm oh, yeah, let's take that back, background noise out. Okay, uh, so we got North Carolina on the 16th. North Carolina on the 16th of December, which I think will will win that game. Uh, North Carolina's been a rebuilding program. They lost uh, Caleb Love to Arizona. He transferred out. He was one of their top top players. I mean, they're still going to be good. Don't get me wrong. North Carolina is going to be good. Um, um, you get into SEC play, really. Like, right after North Carolina, you got whoa, whoa, a little whoa, break. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, okay. Let's slow down. Yeah, I mean, look at this. We just fired that off, first of all. Yeah. Um, if we are the team that we think we are, or a contending team, we should only, we should lose within single digits of Kansas, in all honesty. Yeah, And I agree. that means we should probably beat Miami. That yep. means that we should probably uh, beat North Carolina. Unless North Carolina, it's early on, they could be a top five, top ten team. You don't know. They could just be mm-hmm. absolute fire with the kids that have developed and what he's brought in. Um, we will beat Louisville, like you said, and then that leads us into SEC play. But, I mean, at best, we shouldn't have more than two losses going into SEC play. Two losses is acceptable. Any more than two losses, it's like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Totally agree with you, man. You only had four hard. You. you only had four hard games, so we're basically letting you go two and two. Yeah, I, I would say there. If I may be wrong, but I say going into January sixth, SEC play, Kentucky is have has lost one game. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna say. Yeah. I'm gonna say there. I mean, we got. I'm just gonna count them up. We got one, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. And if people 12, think, if people we're twelve think, and we're eleven and one, yeah, we're eleven and one. No, if going people, into SEC play, no. And if people think that we're a little too negative, uh, the truth is we're just being honest as fans, and we are not. Yeah. There's no shade at the kids. I understand that these are all eighteen to 23, 23 year old kids, young men. These are, you know, babies of mommies and daddies, in all honesty. And I don't, like, I know they're going to play hard and they're going to do the rest. At the end of the day, I blame the coach and the coaching staff. That's who answers for the program. And that's really what we're judging here. That's really what we're talking about here. Absolutely. What is the pro, and that goes back to the, to the the whole program and, and, and everything, even to our athletic director at the university product that we put out and we're trying to win championships we we don't care with football clearly we've made that clear because you if kentucky cared about winning football games they could buy themselves a roster it we have nil now so that clearly they don't care about it's, buying it's there clearly it's they don't kentucky. care about I mean, buying a, uh, <laughs> no i mean like uh you know, put a little more horse racing money into the football program while we're at it because they could use it. You could actually Ooh, compete. You're stepping on toes. You could actually compete with Alabama in the NIL era if you just put a little more money in there and hire a coach who could handle uh, five-star recruits driving Cadillacs. But um, I digress. But Kentucky basketball is all we have. What are we doing? 
so from a, I'm just saying our judgment is not against the kids. Our judgment's against the coaches and the coaching staff and the program that's been built. And things, the questions that we want answered are, are we growing as an offense in the modern era? Are we aggressive? Are we having the same efficiency yeah. issues that we've had year in and year over? Yeah. Do we have an effective roster to even compete and even play modern basketball, which we answer that question, we do. So now we're saying, have we gotten over the hump? And because if not, if we come out like, and we're just losing meaningful game after meaningful game, then we need to have an honest conversation in the program yeah. of either there needs to be an entire overhaul of the bench and bench staff and how the team is coached offensively or it's time. Yeah. You know, and so yeah. we're, we're watching I, that. It, it, this is a make or break year. We're Cal. watching this with eager eyes, just as, you know, supporters and people who've watched this team for a long time and Absolutely. are knowledgeable about the sport. But, you know, we cho- you know, we're not coaches. We chose to do something else with our life. But I can honestly say, and a lot of people who commentate on sports, like if they were to do things differently or wanted to, they would work in sports. Uh, but life took them in other paths. But it doesn't mean that it's still not an equal passion. They don't have equal knowledge and analysis of sport. Uh, and so yep. that's what you're getting Absolutely. here with the court side. <laughs> That's right. That's right. The quality we, layman's breakdown. Yeah, in layman's terms. <laughs> see what I did there? <laughs> All right. So January sixth, we start SEC play at Florida. Um, down here in my neck of the woods. I'm excited to go to that game. Um, January sixth, I think they'll win that game at Florida. Um, Missouri is it gonna be a tough team this year. They play you know, at Missouri, um, I, I no, actually they play that one at Rupp. Sorry, on the, on the ninth. So I think we win that game because it's at Rupp. We go um, to Texas A and M on the thirteenth. Um, I think we win that game. Um, it's going to be a tough atmosphere. You know, Texas A and M, Michael. You've been to that arena. Tell me a little bit about that experience uh, being in that arena, Texas A and M, and just seeing Kentucky. Um, yeah, I, yeah, that's a fun thing to talk about too. It's like some of our favorite uh, SEC spots and places we've been through over the years. Uh, Texas A and M is like it's like going to the rodeo and they're playing basketball. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's just you draw. It's cold and drab in Texas. It's gray. Um, it's, it's why I left and came to Los Angeles because, <laughs> uh, it's nice all the time and my soul needed. No, I'm kidding. But, uh, I don't know. It's, it's a wild environment to be honest. Like it's a bunch of just, uh, you know, Aggies are weird and they have the weird calls and the weird cheers. All the kids are drunk by 10 AM. Um, and it's just a randomly rowdy crowd and Texas A&M always defends their home court well. Uh, so, and they've had some good players over the last few years. You know, um, yeah, I got yeah. one of the ones that I I was very impressed with, and uh, you know, he went on to play for the Lakers and won a championship, and now he's with the Bulls. Is um, 
gosh, I can't think of the kid's name, but he played there at Mississippi State, and he played, won a championship with the Bulls and as a six-man uh, and starter. And then uh, A&M. So, uh, A&M. Uh, play, sorry, mm-hmm. won a championship with the Lakers. playing with the Bulls now. Uh, what's his yep. freaking name? Um, well, uh, if you get a chance. Our producer is not helping us. Our producer is not <laughs> helping us. So <laughs> drawing a freaking blank. But if you know basketball, you would know the player I'm talking about. He's bald now. He plays for the yep. Bulls, play for the Lakers. Absolutely. He's a 3 and D so, guy. Christ. Absolutely. He's about 6'8". We'll think of it in a minute. We'll nah, he's like 6'6". Six, six. Anyway, Texas A&M's a lot of fun. Um, absolutely. And I got bad news, man. Unless you want to take a break, uh, my battery's going to die and my charger is not with us. Or we can uh, end this episode here. Let's end this episode here. I think the biggest thing is we're going to dig into some more of this roster next time, and then we're going to dig into the Kansas game, kind of talk through that because well, we're already think, no. Uh, we'll be on the other side of the Kansas game when, when we yeah so we're we'll have through the we'll go react. It. It'll be overreaction Tuesday probably uh, yeah. for this episode. Uh, I got a feeling it's going to be more than a once a week podcast. Sometimes once a week, sometimes twice, maybe three. Absolutely. Oh man, uh, it's pretty easy. All you need is a computer, a charger, a microphone, yeah. and an interface. And That's right. Riverside FM brought to you. That's right. By them, and then you <laughs> yeah. know That's a right. YouTube account and a TikTok account. Instagram account and AI to a video and a Gmail to answer all the emails and a mobile phone yep. to send text messages to planet. <laughs> you just broke it down. Your battery's about to go, but hey guys, thanks so much for listening to episode two of the UK Course Psych podcast. Michael, it's been a pleasure. Thanks so much, man. I can't wait till next time. We're gonna beat Rock Chalk Jayhawk. That's right. We can forget Wildcats. It. Our dad's going to be angry. I can already feel it. I know. Uh, I can feel it. Those text messages are coming through. <laughs> I hate this team. <laughs> All right. He, if there was any player that he hated more than anyone in the history of my viewership of him as someone who worked in and around the program and watched the program, it was Jules Kamara. Pull, poor, oh. poor Jules Kamara. Anytime he got the ball, and our dad wrong, hated Jules. I don't know what it was hilarious. Oh, what he did wrong. They that so. was a rough. That was a rough two years when he was our host. It was. Oh man. <laughs> it was. All, All right. right, we gotta Shout get off to here. Thanks guy. so much. I'm sure, he's living his best life. Oh, that's right. right, man. Go BBN. Thanks so much, Michael. That's for Go Big BBN. Blue Nation. Nation. All yes. right. Talk to you later. Bye.